Welcome to the Transit Lounge. I'm your host, Chandra. As a recovering workaholic, I want to explore how you can do more of what you love without burning out. I'm on a mission to promote true well-being, the contented state of being happy, healthy, and prosperous. Through interviews with savvy entrepreneurs, authors, and industry experts, we'll share insights, inspiration, and practical tips on how you can be CEO you in the business of your life. Let's go. Hello, and welcome to the Transit Lounge podcast. My name is Chandra, if we haven't met yet, and I'm the founder of the Transit Lounge and the host of this podcast. And I work with women who are at a professional crossroad. Maybe they're feeling unhappy or unfulfilled in their work life. And I help them to get clarity about what's next for them so they can feel confident making a move to more meaningful work. So thank you for being here and listening to this episode of the podcast. Now, today's episode is about one of the most in-demand skills in terms of transferable skills, especially for women wanting to make some sort of significant career change. And I'm doing this episode because I've just finished creating a great new free resource that is the top 10 in-demand skills for women making career change. And I want to share just one of them in this episode. And I created that guide because I just keep hearing from women who are at some sort of professional crossroad, you know, they're saying, I'm ready for some sort of change. I've been doing what I've been doing for a long time and have had a bit of success, but I'm feeling ready for change. But I'm worried that I'm a bit specialized or that I don't have the skills that I'm going to need to make the change. They don't see a way to communicate all the value and experience and the skills that they have especially if they want to transfer into something different, whether it's their own thing or working in quite a different industry. So after hearing that from lots and lots of great women, I did some research, I did some serious reflecting and downloading of my brain and I guess reflecting back over my more than 20 years in various leadership roles that included hiring and managing, leading, and unfortunately firing some people in a range of different industries and roles. And that's how I've put together my top 10 skills into one easy list just for you. And because I guess having been there myself, I know how overwhelming it can be when you're thinking about making a change in your work life, especially a change to something that's quite different from what you've been doing. And even more so when you're thinking about doing your own thing, either as a side gig to your uh, employed role or as your main focus, your main work or your main gig. Even though you are awesome, I'm sure of that, you can still seriously start to question what skills you actually have or if anyone would really value the experience that you have if it's from a very different industry. Honestly, the things that your inside voice in your brain will try to throw at you as reasons for you to not make a change are wide and varied and generally not very positive or helpful. So today I'm going to share just one of these sort of hot 
in-demand skills with you. And then after you listen to this episode, you can go and get a free copy of the guide with all 10. Now, part of the research that I came across, not in creating that guide, but in thinking about this process of career change in general, I found quite a few really interesting stats, some from a research project that was done in 2018 by Pure Profile, not sure who they are, but they surveyed over a thousand employed Australians aged between 18 to 65. And here's some of their findings. One that jumped out was that 57% of Australians say that work is the biggest contributor to stress in their lives. 57%. Wowzers. Two-thirds of Australians also said in that study that they value happiness at work over money, like more than money. And that's an interesting thing, I think, for me that I have long believed, and I guess this research supports my belief, is that what we do for work has such a huge influence on our lives and we spend so much time generally at work, I really believe it's important to get to a point where you can be doing work that you actually love. And yes, it can be a bit of a process to figure out what the hell that is and then going and creating it. But it's so influential. I think there's nothing worse than being stuck in a job situation that just doesn't allow you to thrive. And another bit of support for that is that 81% of Australians said that finding meaning in their work would increase their overall happiness levels. Yay, do work you love. So if you are at a point of considering some sort of change in your work life, here's some takeouts for you. One, you are not alone. Two, do not think or expect that this is going to be some kind of quick fix that you're supposed to know straight away exactly what it is that you want to do that's your perfect next role. It's not necessarily for very few people is it a quick fix. And number three, because of that, start to consider the skills that you already have and how you could transfer those skills to something that would feel more meaningful to you. Because you do have great experience, you do have great skills. It's just about identifying what they are and being able to communicate it in a way that others can see and value. A quote that I came across in this sort of context was by Jim Collins that I really liked. And he says, in the end, it's impossible to have a great life unless it's a meaningful life. And it's very difficult to have a meaningful life without meaningful work. Love it. And that's what I want. I want that for myself. That's what I've been striving to achieve, particularly in the last probably five years I've upped the ante of that. Before that, I think I had done it too. But I guess it's really part of my mission now. So I want that for myself and I want that for you to do meaningful work that allows me and you to add value to others, to contribute in some way and to feel like I'm able to be myself at work and always striving towards being my best and to see what's possible for me what that next thing is. I don't necessarily know what that next thing is, but I want to feel like what I'm doing does allow me that scope to be myself. So given all of that, what is this one in-demand skill that I'm going to be sharing today? Now, just a quick caveat. This skill that I'm going to share today is not necessarily the number one most in-demand skill because I'm not really sure that it would be possible to decide on what that one 
thing would be, although I have some thoughts that I share in the guide, because to have one in-demand skill that crosses over for all people in all roles at all stages and all industries that's seen as as the ultimate one skill, I don't think that's probably possible. But this one is one that, that I think is seen as fairly universally valuable and crosses over successfully over a huge range of industries and roles. And that is what I call multi-project management. When you can demonstrate this skill, you will be seen as a valuable asset to any organization because this is a skill that is transferable into many different roles, departments and industries. So what do I mean by this multi-project management? Well, it's really your ability to successfully manage and oversee multiple projects at the same time and to achieve the deliverables on each of those projects. Now, as an example of this, when I think back to when I got my last, I sometimes call it my last corporate job, but it wasn't really a corporate job. I don't think of it as a corporate, but my last employed job, the role was not a project management role, but what became very apparent in a very lengthy recruitment process was that the applicant, the successful applicant needed to be able to demonstrate strong project management skills. And so for me, my past roles had been in radio and in marketing and talent management and all those sorts of things. And so I hadn't had a project management role before. So for me, it was a bit of a process for me to sort of really think through how could I communicate and demonstrate that I had project management experience, even though I'd not been a project manager. And this is what's interesting in a lot of roles and why I see this as an in-demand skill is that it may not necessarily be part of the role title, but more and more, this is an important skill that businesses need. So for me in that role, uh, it ended up coming down to me and one other person. And I ended up, the recruitment agent, I think was seeing me as a better cultural fit for the business. And so she was really keen to, I guess, encourage me in whatever way she could. And so she mentioned that one of the questions that had come up about me was whether or not I had enough project management experience. And so I ended up sending this email where I really focused on demonstrating not only, I guess, how keen I was for the role and what I felt that I could contribute culturally, but also I bullet pointed out some examples of where I demonstrated managing projects successfully. And that email apparently was a magic email and was like the differentiator that ended up helping me get that job. So in that, it was about being able to draw on my past experience, even though on a surface level, it wasn't project management that I'd been doing. I could communicate through examples of where I'd worked on on projects successfully. So although I hadn't trained in project management, so to speak, I had managed multiple projects throughout my radio career, but potentially had just used different language and the way I thought about it. And I needed to shift that to communicate it in a way that made sense and that they could see how that past management of different types of projects could be transferred into what they needed me to be able to do. These days, most roles are the same as that, particularly the more senior or the more autonomy that you will have in a role, the more this skill of being able to 
multi-project manage is required because gone are the days when you're likely to be in a work situation where you can just focus on one single project at a time. I think we would often love if that was the case, but the way things move now, unless you're working on one massive project, but even then it's likely that within that massive project, you're likely to have a number of mini projects and interdependent deliverables within that. The other thing that's sort of inferred in multi-project management is not just about managing multiple projects at the same time and the switching of focus, but also your ability to effectively manage the projects with a structured approach that does ensure that milestones are met, risks are mitigated, etc. And whilst you don't need to be a fully trained project manager, if you do have some kind of training in project management, that's even better. But even if you can just show how you've managed multiple projects, met deadlines, how you can communicate progress and updates to whoever the stakeholders are and be clear about who's responsible for what, by when, etc. That's going to be demonstrating your ability to multi-project manage. Because as more and more businesses are chasing increased effectiveness, efficiency, utilization targets and resourcing and all of that, most senior roles is going to require you to at least have some kind of level of oversight of, if not be actively sort of hands-on managing a number of projects simultaneously. And so your ability to switch gears from project to project and still maintain effectiveness and momentum on those multiple projects with multiple team members generally and multiple stakeholders wanting updates and details, often those projects are also going to have competing timelines and deliverables. And so all of this being like one big mosh pit of spinning plates is just increasingly becoming the norm. And that's why I think that this is a super valuable and in-demand skill. If you can demonstrate your ability to manage multiple projects successfully, then that is going to be winning right there. So a question for you. Can you start to think about your level of experience, competence and confidence in managing multiple projects? If you think that you want to stay as an employee in your whatever your next iteration or your next level of career change is going to be, then as part of staying as an employee, you're likely at some stage going to need to create or update your CV, maybe your LinkedIn profile, etc. And you're going to be likely to be applying for roles. Then if that's you, then maybe start to think about some examples of specific projects that you have managed and or at least held a a lead role in that you can reference, that you can use to demonstrate your experience with examples. Your ability to talk about projects that you've worked on before is going to be really important. So it's good to get started with thinking about demonstrating this as a skill that you have to have some examples to draw on. And if you're not wanting to be an employee, if you're thinking of starting your own business or a side gig project, then this is still super relevant for you. There are so many components of running your own business that are projects within projects. You can trust me about that. So many things that you think, oh, yeah, that's a little thing. And that's like, oh, I have to do this and that. And before I do this, that depends on this. And when's that happening? 
So even if you're going to be doing your own thing, reminding yourself of your existing and past experience with managing projects and how you do that, whether you do use a particular methodology or approach or uh, templates, project plans, etc., whatever it is, that is going to help you tackle some of the things that you'll need just even to get started on your new business in a structured way. So that's one of the most in-demand skills if you are thinking about career change. Now, if you want to get the other nine, you can download that guide for free on my website. Just go to thetransitlounge.com forward slash in hyphen demand hyphen skills. I probably could have created a easier URL, but I will post the link in the show notes. And if you're on your phone, you can just scroll up on the podcast app to see the show notes and there'll be a link there. If you're listening to this on the website, then the link will be at the bottom of the episode notes. So you can just click on that and put your details in and then you'll get access to that guide straight away. You can have a read through, have a skim through to start to see which of the skills do you think you already have and how can you start to think about how you can communicate that in whatever the next step is for you in getting ready for creating career change. That's it for this episode. Now, if you know someone who's starting to think about or talk about maybe being ready for some sort of career change, I would love you to share this episode with them so they can start to think about the skills that they already have and see how they can communicate them. That's it. Have a great week being the project manager of your own life and work. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Transit Lounge. If you liked it, please do me a favour and leave a review so I can keep doing more episodes for you. And come and say hi in the private Facebook group, The Transit Lounge, being CEO you in the business of your life. I really look forward to connecting with you there. And until then, do whatever you can to create a future that you will love through the choices you make today.